for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 42 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And here we are, 42, 10 away from our year anniversary, going strong. So, um, we got a lot to cover this week, so I'm just going to get into it. If you want to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. Or you can email us at Blue Harvest Podcast at gmail.com and uh, we actually have four emails this week so why don't we just get right into it how's that sound to you buddy sounds fantastic our first email is from our good buddy Evan who took my advice and sent us in a crippled ghost movie poster which is fantastic by the way I've already looked into getting it printed up I'm not joking when I say I'm going to get it printed up and framed we so, should put it in the podcasting room. It, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be in the podcast studio. My fa- my whole favorite part of this uh, this picture he made this poster is the tagline he came up with, which is fucking perfect. Evan, buddy, you should work uh, for. Is there a job where people just make the taglines for movie movies? posters? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, he should do the posters and come up with the taglines. Get that double paycheck. But it says he hears your every footsteps, but, but you, you won't hear his. Right. Fucking perfect. And then he's got all our names, like producer, like, you know, executive producer. You know, like that, that shit's classic, too. It's really great. Um, but he said, it's here, the movie poster for the upcoming film, Crippled Ghost. I hope you like it. Oh, boy, do I. And if you guys want to see it, uh, you should check out our Twitter and our Facebook, because that's where I, I posted it up on both of those. So. Boom, boom. Um, and he has a question for us this week as well. He says, if you could go back and delete any one scene from any of the seven movies from Star Wars existence, what would it be and why? Go for it, Will. Honestly, you know, this is just right off the cuff. First thing that came to my mind, I might feel differently later. And because we've attacked uh because we've talked so much about Attack of the Clones, my first instinct was to uh say that. But honestly, on second thought, just sitting here in the moment, the scene 
in A New Hope, mm. where in the special edition, where Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo have the conversation, and Han Solo walks behind Jabba the Hutt and has to do that funny little digital what dibbity do yeah. and get behind Jabba the Hutt like that it feels forced and it, not the whole scene but maybe if we could wrap that somewhere else and still save the scene that has Boba Fett right there in the end because mm-hmm. that's another gem of why you need that scene because there's just some Boba Fett right there right I, but look you know I love Boba Fett but there's something about that scene that sort of tweaks my nips a little bit you know when they originally filmed that with the big fat guy yeah i saw the original footage uh boba fett wasn't there oh really no they added him in with blue screen or green screen for special special editions right um just to have boba fett in there which i'm totally down with more boba i'm totally down with but it really annoys me that it stops and pans over to him and he he like looks around looks in the camera and like tilts his head like yeah, it's me, Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't fit in with, like, yes, I, I trust me, I saw that Boba Fett was there. It, for me, it breaks the feel of the story. Even, not just that Boba Fett part, but even the part with Jabba the Hutt, like, why why would you really want, I mean, shit. I just wasted Greedo, and, like, I don't, it, it wasn't necessary. The, the, the conflict with Greedo in the original addition was enough conflict there i feel like well i think it works down on i think it works well in general Uh, i do agree with the whole han stepping behind him and like he steps on his tail and like i know why they did that it's because you know originally it was just a big fat guy in a suit yeah no you know what i'm saying and then when return of the jedi came along and they uh, came up with the design of a giant fucking slug they you know that's what job is supposed to look like so you know I wish they had been there had been a way to cut around it so where like, you know, he didn't have to walk behind them or something. I don't know, but I I like everything else about that scene because I like that it sets Jabba up. You see him early. I like the fact that it was you know not something one hundred percent new that they came up with for the special editions. It was something that they had shot that you know got left on the cutting room floor that they reincorporated into the movie. I mean, it showed you that Han Solo had some big balls. Like, he was talking to Jabba the Hutt like he won shit. And, like, he was like, hey, chill the fuck out. Sometimes I get boarded. Like, what was I supposed to do? Right. Just relax. I'll get you your money. Like, in the mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi, he, he seems, you know, more scared. He's been frozen in carbonite and shipped directly to yeah. in front of him. Like, He's been frozen for a year and been chased ever since A New Hope. So, you know, I guess he, he realizes Jabba's done fucking around waiting to get his money. Um, as far as I know, I, as soon as I read this email, something popped into my head. And there's something in the prequels. And it's in Attack of the Clones. Sorry, Nick, buddy. Sorry, buddy. But it's my least favorite thing in Star Wars. And to me, it's more egregious than any Jar Jar line or Jar Jar scene. And that is the sequence where C-3PO gets his head taken off and put on the battle droid. You know what I'm saying? And the battle droid head gets put on Mm C-3PO. And that concept doesn't necessarily bother me so much. It's a little silly, but I can deal with it. It's the fucking puns. Like, uh, uh, I've lost my head. Ooh, I'm, I'm beside myself. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yep. 
I would change that or delete that or just. And then he's like, "Die, humans, die!" Like some die part Jedi of... dogs. Yeah. Oh, ooh. like how does that work? You assume that did your process... body programming take over right? your head? Pro- That's what I'm processor. saying. Like the the processor for C three PO, his CPU is going to be in his head. Like I understand just... that in the prequels, C three PO and R two D two are kind of used as the comedy, along with our you know, Jar Jar Binks in the first one. I mean, if you but think the, about it, though, they kind of are in the original trilogy, too. They are, but not... To, not in the same way. Right. That's kind of what I was going to say. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's that's what I would change. Um, and, honestly, I think that's about the only thing that I would take out or change. And who knows? Like, maybe without that, people would be like, this movie's even worse than I thought it was. Who knows? I'm no director, producer, writer. Script supervisor? I'm none of these things. Who am I to say what I would get rid of from Star Wars? But personally, I'd get I'd get rid of that fucking C-3PO on Geonosis stuff. The, the fucking <coughs> 40 milliseconds that look like Greedo shot first. That's where I would... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It honestly does not bother me one bit. I could I care less about I that. I know. Um, and honestly, I don't really like that whole droid factory scene in Attack of the Clones. No, it's pretty bad. Something about it is just... He's know. hung on to that motherfucking lightsaber that whole movie. It's been like, oh, he's been bobbling it. Oh, when are you going to lose it? When are you going to lose it? And you lose it some piece of machinery. Like some piece of machinery. Bunk ass. At the end of that sequence when Jango Fett shows up, you know what I'm saying? Jango Fett and the Geonosians capture Padme and Anakin. Right. That CG version of Jango Fett that shows up there looks so out of place or something. Maybe it's the design or the color scheme of Django, but when they do him in CG, which isn't a lot in the movie, but like it, it's that and the scene where he flies away on Coruscant using his jackpack, like it's not good looking. And I'm not one to complain about CG, but there's some that doesn't that sticks out more than others. And for some reason, CG Django is one of those things. Uh, but uh, thanks for the poster, Evan, and thanks for writing in, buddy. It. Uh, it kicks ass. I can't wait to get it printed up. I'll send you a picture once I got it all printed up and in a frame and stuff. Um, why don't you take one of our emails? Who do we got up? Let me pull out my handy dandy notebook. Did the guy from we were talking about this the other day? Did the guy from Blues Clues really kill himself? I I think the first guy did. Oh, I'm not sure. I need to look that up. Snopes that shit. Snopes it. That's dark. I know it is dark. Um, this first email I have is from Lauren, who wrote us last week, uh, asked us to plug the Magic City Con. Funny thing about that, she got her dates wrong. Yeah, she. Get, I, when I first got this email, I was like, oh shit, did I misread the dates? I don't think I did. No, because I had them memorized, the yeah. 9th through the 11th. Yeah. Like, oh no, it's the 10th through the 12th, by the way. Magic City Con in Birmingham, Alabama is in fact June, June the 10th through the 12th, not the 9th through the 11th. Good to know. Good to know. You show up on the 9th, ain't shit going to be going on. But our listener, Lauren, says, Haws and Will, good afternoon, guys. I apologize if this email is a little lengthy. Uh, it's slightly disappointing to know that I'm now officially all caught up to the podcast and officially can't wait until a new episode drops. Thank you for the previous shout-out and the bomb-ass meatwad impression as well. You are very welcome. My baby brother does an epic impression as well and had the honor to do the impression for Dana Snyder, the voice of Master Shake at Pensacon last year. 
That's awesome. Dana Snyder seems kind of like a weirdo, but I bet he'd be a lot of fun to meet. <clears throat> yeah, he was there last year and this year. Yeah. Um, also, I met the guy the first year of Pensacon. I met the guy that does Dr. Weird's voice. He's one of the animators on... Um, um, I wrote it, Steve. <laughs> Come here and pay your half of the utilities. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor, what? Uh, wired? What, what, weird. Wired? Weird. Wired? Um, I met him and he was selling like animation cells or something from, I got you one. I got you, you a did. Carl one. I was yeah. like, so I'm looking through all the stuff he has and he's trying to sell me real hard on Dr. Weird ones. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I do the voice of Dr. Weird. And I was like, yeah, I, I know, buddy. I'm looking for something for a friend, specifically a Carl one. So, yeah, he was really, really hard trying to push the character he played on the show to me. Yeah. Uh, she continues by saying, I have a, and a big, huge thank you for plugging the convention uh, I'm a part of. The dates, she corrects the dates. Um, Which are, to say it again? The June 10th through the 12th for the Magic City Con here okay, in Birmingham, cool. Alabama. Uh, she says she will pay you and me and Steve to come in and go Jedi business. Go back to your drinks at our Mars uh, at the Moss Eisley Cantina that they're going to have for plugging in the convention. Uh, she owes us by what she says. She owes us some alcohol, a hug, and a thanks for plugging. And look, if they really set up a cantina here in Birmingham, like even if I don't go to the con. I'm just going to post up at that cantina and just fucking pretend I'm Han Solo. Dude. Fat, we, crippled Han Solo. No, no, no. We'll, we'll dress crippled up. Crippled Han Solo. Dude, we'll dress up. And then we'll go to Walmart and we'll make costumes. Like, we'll get you a white long sleeve shirt, make a vest, get some pants, I mean, maybe put we some need stripes to, on there. Maybe we need to go a little higher class than Walmart. Maybe Party City. Party City. Target. I don't I'm know. I'm talking about crafting a Han Solo con, you know, costume no. from scratch. I, I ain't going to be fat Han Solo. I could, I'll be Chewbacca. Uh, you know who I'm going to be? I'm going to be uh, Klee Glars. I'm finally going to do what I was born to do. I'm 86 Klee in that idea. <laughs> Klee Glars cosplay. No. Okay, go on with the email. I could go as Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Get magically pregnant by, with a force baby that's going to kill all the Jedi. But you'll love me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, no father. Then you're going to mysteriously die. Like, I, I actually watched Attack of the Clones the other day while I was working because, you know, we kind of gave Nick a little shit about yeah. how it's not our favorite. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. Do it. Do it a favor. Because typically I only watch Attack of the Clones in the context of a marathon, whether it be just the prequel movies, watching those three or all six. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to I was going to watch it on my own. What the fuck did Shmi Skywalker die from? Like, was she just beat to death or malnourished or torture is the only other thing they didn't feed her or give her water starvation yeah that's what i'm saying she looked pretty beat up for starvation well yeah because they're tough they're animals yeah so go go on with the email animal (laughs) tribal people uh uh in episode 40 haas does pensacon uh I'm glad you enjoyed your Pensacon experience and your visit to Pensacola Hawes. Uh, please drag Will, Johnny Grasso, Steve, uh, Vader, Nick, and his kid next year. It's going. Uh, I've been going to Pensacon all three years that they've had it. 
they're having a little difficulty with the uh, effing management. <coughs> and I don't say effing because she says fucking. <laughs> the full word. Uh, with the fucking management company that owns the Civic Center. But they are working on uh, securing dates for 2017. Yeah, I read about that. They're having some sort of trouble with the management getting huh. next year's Pensacon. I, I saw this, some sort of update on their Facebook page. Maybe they don't like I've actually gone all three years myself. That's cool. So, um, yeah, hopefully as, they get she it She says as soon as she finds out, she'll let us know. About Seville Quarter Halls, I've spent many drunk nights there when I lived in Pensacola. The girls' bathroom constantly smells like Fruit Loops. It's kind of gross, and the reason I can't eat Fruit Loops anymore. Sorry if your experience there was disgusting or disappointing. Uh, you guys played a little game called Han Solo Is, so I got a couple for you. Uh, let's see if you can guess this, Haas. Okay. All right. You haven't read this email, have you? Yes. <laughs> no. No. No, I haven't. All right. Okay. Send it right to you to read. Okay. Han Solo is a cocky pilot who feels ultimately responsible for his father's death in Vietnam and his best... Star Wars Top Gun. You got it. Yep. Death friend during a training mission. Yep. Star Wars Top Gun. That's perfect. All right. Next up. Han Solo is... A blind lawyer who is considered a vigilante at night protecting Hell's Kitchen. Oh, come on. Star Wars Daredevil. Yes. I read the email. Come on, man. Honesty with our listeners. (laughs) With all that fucking said, my main purpose for this email is to ask you and see what your thoughts are about a possible connections between Master Sifo-Dyas and Emperor Snoke. Um, Is it Chancellor? Supreme? Supreme Leader Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke. Yeah. I don't know if it is... (laughs) touched in the clone wars or in the comics since i'm new to both uh what do we know about emperor snoke other than he's kind of a dick and he's a mentor to the hotness that is kylo ren don't fucking judge me he's hot as hell and come on you gotta you gotta reevaluate your fictional characters i want to bang you gotta reevaluate your choice that dude is weird looking i'm sorry she also says i want to slap his hideous face his hideous beautiful face that's a good. That's Bob's Burgers. That's <laughs> yeah. from when Louise has a crush on the um the, the boy kid band. Kid. Boy band, yeah. I just want to slap him, slap him, slap his hideous, beautiful face. Uh, she was was that a little too much? Hoping for a return of Crippled Ghost, Lauren. There's one more for Crippled Ghost. Crippled Ghost will never die. <laughs> well, he's already died, but he's not going towards the not light. again. Now, um, so we don't know a lot of stuff officially about Snoke and um. It is Supreme Leader Snoke. Yeah. I can see where the confusion comes in because he's basically serving the role of the Emperor, Emperor. you know. Um, We know that from some interviews beforehand that he's a completely new character. Now, unless that's some kind of misdirection, which I don't believe it to be, then that sort of rules him out being... We know that he at least looks deformed from what was either an accident or 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 injury. He's been fucked up. He got fucked up somehow. Um we he know has that yet to complete Kylo Ren's training. Right. We know that However Leia unattractive some, and unfortunate looking the young man is. Yeah. I mean basically uh I mean his teeth are jacked up and his ears are big. It's a good thing he's got long hair that, you know, distracts from both of those things. But I mean look, I, I can't I don't wanna single out any specific uh um physical uh, attribute of him because like dude i gotta like my head is the size of one of the mount rushmore heads like you could take my head off my body and put it next to teddy roosevelt and paint it up like some sandstone and people will be like who 
Who is that? Is I'm that just kidding around and being jealous. Garfield? I'm joking around. I'm sure many ladies find him quite handsome, especially his experience of to being on the girls or whatever. I don't but get it, man. Like I don't necessarily get it either. It's like, why is John Mayer? He looks like Snoke with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know that Leia had some sort of interaction with or knows Snoke just from little bits of dialogue in The Force Awakens. Right. That leads me to believe that he was probably part of the Senate. Now, after Return of the Jedi and all the the battles that followed, there was like this galactic peace concordance that they came to. Uh, the Republic, the New Republic, came uh, signed with what was left of the Empire, and the terms of this were, you know, you can't have an army, uh, you can't, you know, basically it neutered them militarily, like it it stopped them from producing, you know super weapons and uh, battle cruisers and shit like that. Basically they signed this and they were allowed to stay, you know, active as what was left of the empire. They moved out into the outer room, started the first order and in secret rose this huge army, star killer base, new star destroyers, all this. Now Leia started having suspicions that shit was going on. So she, because the Republic wouldn't do anything about it, formed the Resistance, which is privately and secretly funded by members of the New Republic that agree with what Leia thinks. You know, that they're trying to rise There does need to be a military presence to stop. Well, I believe the, the New Republic order. does have a military and, uh, you know, presence. They, but, but Leia wasn't able to mobilize that in yeah, efforts and against because the, they, one, the First Order. And they, they mention in the book that a lot of people in the Senate think that Leia is just a warmonger. And that because of, you know, what went on with her and Alderaan and the Empire, that she's still holding a grudge against the Empire. And that she's obsessed with, you know, fighting the New Order when a lot of people think it's not necessary. So... The resistance is started in secret. It's funded by the Republic, but secretly, so the First Order doesn't get pissed about it. You know that whole speech Hux gives? Mm -hmm. He mentions that, you know, the Republic is supporting the resistance, and, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of complicated and not something they really go into much in the, the movie, but because of some of the books and the extra material, it's a little easier to get a, a handle on what's going on. But yeah, like I was saying, that leads me to believe that Snoke may have been, maybe he was the representative for the First Order in the Senate, and that's how Leia knows him, you know? It's possible. Um, you know, there's that book, Aftermath, that mentions a fleet commander that he returns at the end of Aftermath, which takes place at the end, uh, after Return of the Jedi. A lot of people think maybe that was Snoke coming back. So... Um, he spent some time with Kylo Ren even before mm -hmm. he defected to him. So, or or not if he didn't spend time with him, he reached out. You know, Snoke reached out mentally. Yeah, because um, Kylo Ren. They mentioned in the book that he had been quote unquote whispering to Kylo Ren and influencing him since he was a kid. So that leads me to believe that Snoke. I mean, Snoke has dark side powers, powers for yeah, sure, at least. Um, and that leads me to believe. Um. Um. Shit, what was I was gonna say? Uh, that leads me to believe that you know, um, he recognized the power in Kylo. Kylo probably knew that he was the 
you know, descendant of Darth Vader and saw him as the perfect way to plant that dark side seed. Yeah, to uh, exploit that, you know, that darkness in him. So, <laughs> but that's really all we know about Snoke at this point. Uh, maybe I'm wrong in leaving out a few things, but if I am, they're minor details, nothing that gives us any sort of inkling about what's really going on with him. Um, there's a book coming out in May um, by Claudia Gray called Bloodlines that's uh, after Return of the Jedi. It's, if I'm not mistaken, mainly dealing with Leia. That may be interesting and may give us a little bit more information on Snoke. But I think a lot of that's going to come in in the last two movies of this trilogy. I think that's where we're going to get more Snoke information, if I had to guess. He's currently set up as the big bad. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I don't know. This may just be, you know, fanboy wishes. But I, I keep getting the idea of a Luke versus Snoke, Ray versus Kylo final battle type thing going on. Yeah. So that could be cool. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, they did him CG for The Force Awakens. He only shows up as a hologram. He's projected way taller than he really is. Um, I think there was some mention that he's ex- around, like, maybe seven feet tall in reality. Um, and th- I'm sure when we see him physically, not in hologram form, he'll be CG just because... It would be weird to then try to replicate that makeup effect on Andy Circus, who's not seven feet tall, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it looks like uh, the final battle, if that happens, we could see Luke fighting a fully CG character. That would be cool. I wonder if Snoke has a lightsaber. I wonder what his lightsaber is like if he has one. Is it going to be a similar make uh, to Kylo's? I don't know. There's all this stuff that we don't know yet. But either way, I'm excited. Uh, you, you, did you hear or have you heard that uh, episode eight is like full on in production? People are taking pictures of the set. They're filming in a place called Dubrovnik in Croatia right now. And I'll show you some set pictures uh, here in a little bit, but it looks really cool. It's nothing spoilerly. Spo- no spoilers. I have a fucking hard time with spoilery. 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 Now, I sound even more stupid when I try to, like, sound it out. Spoilery. It's that fucking Mississippi education, man. No, man. It's just second class, man. But anyway, thanks for the email, Lauren. Yes, thank you for the email, Lauren. And uh, we'll try to remember to plug the correct dates one more time before the end of the I believe it's the 10th through the 12th. Will's got it now. Will's got it locked in on his mind grapes. I have another email here. Yeah, well, let me take one. I'll take the next one. Okay. This one's from our buddy uh, Joe. Buddy Joe. Who's written in before. He says, Halls and Will, I hope you're doing well. I love listening to the fun you guys have on the podcast. My question this week is pretty simple. Are there any quotes from Star Wars that you use in everyday life? There are two that I say to myself at times. The first is Obi-Wan when he is chased by the Fett family uh, in the Geonosis asteroid field. At one point, he looks back and says, Oh, blast. That is why I hate flying. When something comes up that bugs me, I'll say that to myself, especially using the British-sounding blast. Oh, blast. I can't do a good Obi-Wan. I wish I could, but I know what he means. The second quote I use is, it, is from A New Hope. That Imperial officer refers to Vader's force use as an ancient religion and goes on to call him crippled ghost (laughs) thank you joe thanks buddy i'm digging it just kidding 
In Return of the Jedi, as Han team Han's team flies toward for back, back, Mississippi education can't read, can't write, say ain't. You'd be high. As Han's team flies towards the forest moon of Endor, he and Chewie have an exchange that Han and Han ends with, I don't know, fly casual. Anyways, do you use any Star Wars quotes regularly? I feel like using I've got a bad feeling about this would be cheating, though. Keep up the great entertainment, and I'll keep listening and spreading the word. Joe. Oh, yeah, man. I use Star Wars quotes. There's times when Will and I are just hanging out, talking. That It's not all just Star Wars quotes, but it's quotes only. We're like fucking... It's a secret language. Only quotes from shows, TV, movies. Um, Star Wars ones that I use a lot. I know you're, you're cheating, but uh, you said it's cheating, but I definitely... You use, do. Uh, you do. I've got a bad feeling about this, and I do it in like the Han. I've got a bad feeling about. I this. use a couple. They're usually brief, but I use um, impressive. I use that impressive. one. I use that one. I use that one a lot. Uh, um, I also use the Han Solo one when I'm like, "Hey, it's me," you know, like yep. When they're like, I don't know, she says Han, be careful or something. Like, and he's like, "Hey, it's me. It's me." I use uh, like a lot of times when we're playing video games like together. A big group of us. I'll I'll use stay on target. Yep. Stay on target. Stay on target. A lot. I'll use um, lock, oh, lock ass foils oh, on attack. Position. I know one that I, and it, it's pretty exclusive that I only use it with you. But if we're playing something against each other, and there's like maybe some light, but not going too far shit talking going, uh, like you'll be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you, and I'll be like. You will try. You will try. And that stupid fucking Hayden Christensen yep. cadence. I'll use that. I'll do what I must. It's a trap. Oh, fly casual. I use that one a lot, too. I use that one. And I say that one to myself a lot. Like, if I'm driving, because I drive a lot for my job, and I see a cop, I'll be like, I don't know. Fly casual. Nobody wants to get pulled over and get a ticket. I use an R2-D2 sound. The one where he's like, I use, uh, and this is, uh, you know, this is only in very special, sexy circumstances. I use the, wow! Oh, wow. R2D, Jesse hates it. Hates it. Do the salacious crumb laugh. I don't do a, a good salacious crumb laugh. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty fucking that's good. That's all right. That's pretty fucking good. But yeah, that's that's pretty much, um, um you know. That's the ones that come to mind now. Now I'm going to be on the lookout for it. And I'll be like, oh, I use that one too. I use It's a Trap sometimes. I quote stuff too much. Not just Star Wars. In a moment of triumph. Aqua Teen, Rick and Morty. There's this. You um, underestimate that. Chances. There's this episode in the second season of Rick and Morty. I don't want to give the whole premise because, like, their premises are so weird, but it involves, like, a planet, a sentient planet coming into our atmosphere that's like a judge on American Idol. And he wants to see the best acts Earth has to offer so they can be entered into a galactic talent contest. And all he does is he comes into the atmosphere and he goes, show me what you got. (laughs) And then if he likes what you got, he goes, I like what you got. Well, in The Witcher 3, which I've been playing, there's this one vendor that when you talk to him, because you you talk to him and then you got to ask them to see their wares. Fucking uh, Geralt will go, show me what you got. And I'll go, show me what you got. And I'll just be me here by myself. And then I'll look through his stuff and be like, I like what you got. It's fucking stupid, man. It's hilarious. That's great. Um, But yeah, thanks for the email, buddy. 
Um, and you got one last one from our new buddy, from a our, new writer. Our new, new buddy, our new listener. Thanks for Chris. writing in. Chris. Uh, hey, guys. I started listening to you all after Johnny Grosso talked you up on MSW, uh, uh, making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting. You could say I'm an acolyte of Grosso. Who isn't? I have oh, to say. Shit. Your podcast scratches Hold up. Hold up. Chris. Sorry, buddy. This is the perfect segue. Acolyte of Grosso? Yeah. We're recording this on Johnny Grosso's birthday. Today. Happy birthday, days. Johnny. His birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny. This this is going to go up tonight. If you hear this in time to wish him a happy birthday on his actual birthday, hit him up on Twitter at Johnny underscore Grosso 14. And even if you miss his birthday. That's what I was going to say. Hit him with a bel- happy belated birthday. Because everyone loves Johnny Grosso, and he should feel that love. Uh, you could say I'm an acolyte of Grosso. Have to say, your podcast scratches my itch for the combination of serious yet funny, and at times, inappropriate, discussions regarding Star Wars that is reminiscent of those with my friends long gone. Well, we appreciate that. We're glad we can give you that experience. That's kind of exactly what we're going for, so hearing that coming from you means a lot. Uh, he also uh, really liked the intro song by Stone Cobra. He, downla- he downloaded, uh, I downloaded the Bandcamp app and threw down five shekels for it immediately. I would recommend the band Electric Wizard because I'm sure they're pretty much in the same doom metal genre as them. Okay. So, um, thank you. A, thank you for downloading Stone Cobra. Um, I like hearing that our commercials and and us pimping that band is paying off since they're such good buddies of ours and were so nice to let us use one of their songs for a theme song. Right. I showed Je- uh, Steve this email to be like, look, it's working. Somebody bought your album. And he wanted me to impress the fact that he loves Electric Wizard. Good call. Um, and uh, thanks for buying the album, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. They're in the studio this weekend, by the way. If you want to get excited about a new album. Uh, anyway, have all you seen the Star Wars bad lip reading videos on YouTube? They're hilarious. I already emailed these into Making Star Wars' podcast crew, but figured I would do so here, too. They have me in stitches, especially the redneck version of Bib Fortuna <laughs> and the emotionally insecure Cali Girl treatment on Mon Mothma and the Return of the Jedi edition. Uh, finally, I have a joke for you all. All right, you ready? What do you call it when Hera Syndulla's ship has a disabled hyperdrive? Crippled ghost! <laughs> Did you hear Dharma bark? <laughs> yeah. Right? If she's like, oh, God damn it. Even Dharma's getting tired of crippled ghost. I got to say... That is the best crippled the the poster and that that's a legitimately good crippled ghost Star Wars related joke. It was, it's good. That's four stars. Yeah. Yes. Like that's that's definitely noteworthy. That's a good one. Uh, thanks for the amazing podcast. It helps my long commute every week into Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Well, Chris, thank you so much for writing in. And uh, yeah, if buddy. you are a military man, uh, we appreciate your service and uh, thank you for serving the country. And thank you for writing in an excellent crippled ghost joke. I mean, because that's a good I mean, one. the relevance is, you know, it's. I mean, he tagged it. It's a good crippled ghost joke. I mean, I don't want to explain it, but damn, that's I mean, a good it one. It doesn't need. If you watch Rebels, it doesn't need explanation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, good job, buddy. And uh, uh, we hope you keep enjoying the podcast and the Stoned Cobra. Um, I think that does it for our, our emails this week. That takes care of the fans, because the fans take care of us. They do indeed. We have some kick-ass listeners, and we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we really do. Listening and writing in, and uh, the show wouldn't be half as fun without you. Hopefully, you guys uh, continue to enjoy what we're doing. 
So uh, now that we got that out of the way, how's your week been, this buddy? How's your week been so far, buddy? Week's been good. Uh, business has been busier than projected, which always makes things a little more hectic. But you know, you feel you know feels good. Money's good. Business is good. Yeah, business pays the bills. Um, uh, Jesse, yeah, has been stressing that it's been a little extra crazy. Um, you know this this past week, I had to work the line several nights we had a, a young man fall ill and not be able to come to work several days so i had to uh i had to cook on the line chefing it up like on the i got gotcha. on the top of the line how'd that go it went well talking about roots dog i didn't go to culinary school i didn't learn any of my food knowledge from uh a teacher or a, a curriculum i bought some culinary books and I stayed in the trenches until I figured out the ins and outs of being a chef. <clears throat> I gotcha. Well, um, that's pretty kick-ass. So just back to what you were doing before. Yep. Cooking on the line, whipping up some tacos and some tapas. Yep, roots. Um, so as far as Star Wars news goes this week, like I mentioned earlier, the big thing is is that Episode Eight has been in production now for four weeks already. Full it's crazy swing. to think. Uh, the movie barely came out before they were back at it. Um, the majority of the shooting right now seems to be going on in a place called Dubrovnik. Um, originally, uh, Daisy Ridley said that she wasn't going to be present there. Um, but uh, her stunt double is. So it looks like Ray is going to be involved in some capacity in whatever it is they're shooting. Um, it's being shot, you know, sort of in the public eye behind barriers and stuff but people are taking pictures and it's not going to be too long before i have to dip out on the the behind the scenes you know leaks and stuff because plot points are going to start coming out um they uh they've you know uh done some set construction i want to show you this picture look at that set man that's That's incredible i don't know how to explain it but they've they've built these doorways around existing doors in this area of Dubrovnik, and they're like lit up with neon lights around them and stuff. It looks really cool. It looks like we might actually sort of get, uh, I don't know, do I want to say a prequel-looking location almost? It's not necessarily prequel, but it, it, it has... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Almost Naboo meets Moss Eisley meets Coruscant or something. Something about it kind of reminds me of Naboo. The, the neon lighting kind of reminds me of Coruscant. And then, you know, just sort of the sandy limestone or sandstone looking architecture kind of reminds me of Moss Eisley. If I had to guess, it's going to be a completely new planet. I don't think it's going to be, you know, any of those planets that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, although, I, I, to be honest, I'd be stoked if we saw Naboo or at this point, it seems a little redundant to show us Tatooine because we've had Jakku. And, like, so we're just going to go to the other sand planet. I still think that should have just been Tatooine. That's just me, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why do you need another? Either make it a completely new type of planet. Like, make it a... I don't know. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. Give it fucking purple sand instead of red. I don't know. But just to have it be another sand planet. It's one of the few tiny complaints I have about... Um. The Force Awakens is that why? Why come up with a completely new desert planet when you could have just made it Tatooine and we could have gotten a look at some of the stuff we're familiar yeah, I with? I know it's just because every you know 
every planet needs to be its own. I think. I mean, every story needs to be its own, and every trilogy. And if you keep going back to the same places, you never go anywhere new. I agree, and it, I can also see where, like, if you make it Jakku, that means you can come up with some new designs, and you don't have to be tied. There's to a reason the Millennial people. Falcon is there. It's yeah. got hijack, you know, like. Yeah, and like like I was saying, you don't have to use sand people and Jawas and stuff like that. You know, it allows you to do something a little different. And Jakku, from the looks of it, is way less populated and populated, and even its uh, its main, uh, you know, settlement, uh, Nima Outpost, is way smaller and way less advanced than like Moss Eisley. Anything on Tatooine I've ever seen. Yeah. So I can sort of see that, and you know, if Ray does turn out to be Luke's daughter, then why would he hide her or whatever the fuck happened on Tatooine? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, when it's you know not really that remote anymore. Like people knew. Well, I don't know how many people would know. Whatever. Um, but you know, I guess in the long run, it'll end up making sense. I just kind of wish if they were going to make it a completely new planet, then. Make it a new type of planet that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Although I guess if you're going for practical, you know, over digital, or you're trying to push that, then there's only so many types of environments you can film at only on the, Earth. Only you know the what I'm environments saying? that exist on the planet. So, you know, I guess I kind of get it. Um, uh, did you hear the rumor this week that Daisy Ridley is up for... Uh, Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider movie. I did not hear that. I think that's interesting. I think that she'd be a good fit for that. She would. Especially if they're going to make her more of the real badass survivalist type Lara like Croft from the newer. just kind of. Well, this is what I was saying. Like, So if this comes out and it's good, then it's going to be like Harrison Ford playing Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Yes, it is. It's gonna, and Daisy Ridley's going to play the female Faye boy. and or Faye. Ray and um, Laura Croft, Croft. and it's going to be like a Lady Laura Croft, you know, her version of Indiana Jones. Yep. So I think it could be kick ass. The thing I'm worried about is, you know, video game adaption movies are not always the strongest. I think they live in the space that superhero movies used to live in. You know, like you got to get some weak superhero movies out of the way so you can have some really good ones. The Fantastic Four, original Fantastic Four, some of those early, the new Fantastic Four, those Spider-Men, some of the original Spider-Mans, some of the Tobey Maguire ones, the, uh, what's some other stuff? The the original X-Men's, you know, they had to. I don't know, man, like. They weren't awful, but they had to pre- To me, Spider-Man 2 and X-Men 2 are two of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Spider-Man Three is one of the weakest. Oh, I'm not saying I didn't. All time. I didn't say Spider-Man Three. I said Spider-Man Two. I agree with you, Spider-Man Two. Um, but yeah, I I know what you're saying. I think we just need like you know sort of how Blade came out and it was a comic book movie and that to me a lot of people think the first X-Men movie sort of started the comic book movie explosion like it was sort of the origin point. To me, it's it's Blade. More than X Men, Blade came out and was received well. You know, in retrospect and without you know taking nostalgia into effect and stuff, Blade, the original Blade, does not hold up very well. No, you know what I mean. But at the time, it was a decent comic book movie. It did well, and then they went into X Men. X Men did well. Spider Man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then now 
look at fucking comic book movies. They're huge. Right. That's what I'm saying. Did you see the Civil War II trailer this week? Yeah. Did you see my boy Spider-Man at the I end? I did. I am fucking stoked. Not sold 100, 100% on... I was talking to uh, Goose about that this week. He texted me seeing what I thought about it. Um, I'm hoping once we see him in the full movie and not... Because that's a CG shot. We saw of him doing his crazy Spider-Man stuff. Mm-hmm. I hope once we see him like an actual guy in the costume and see that physical version, maybe I'll like it a little better. Right, right now, I'm so stoked that Marvel is finally allowed to use Spider-Man in their own movies that I don't care. Right. Like, I'm just looking forward to it. I know some people are kind of hating on the um, sort of camera aperture mechanism behind his eyes closing and stuff. But I get what they're going for there. Because in the comics, you know, with him being a masked character, he can't exude a lot of facial expression. So the way they get around that is narrowing the eyes and changing the shape of the eyes to, you know... Mm-hmm. get that expression across and i think that's what they're going for here right now whether it'll work well or not we'll have to see the final movie we're gonna see but i'm excited about it regardless i love me some fucking spider-man um <clears throat> but yeah uh hopefully you know uh this will lead to some really good spider-man movies being made you know it's it's sort of an interesting agreement that sony ended up coming to with marvel where Marvel can use Spider-Man and Marvel helped Sony produce their Spider-Man standalone movies. Yeah. So now like movies that aren't owned by Disney that aren't under the Marvel banner are now going to be part of the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Something I never thought would happen. I hope that after this they can come to some sort of agreement and bring the X-Men into the fold. Oh my god. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. Um, Wolverine needs to be in the Avengers because he has a lot yeah. in the comic books. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the other thing that came out this week is they confirmed that uh, the Han Solo movie that we're going to be getting in 2018 is going to feature the quote-unquote origin of Han and Chewie. Okay. Meaning how Han and Chewie met or got together, started hanging out. Why? Chewie owes him a life debt and shit. Right. Makes perfect sense. If you're doing a younger Han Solo movie, then why not give me the fucking when origin Han- of the best friendship in cinematic history? When Han met Chewie. Oh, man. Chewie. Fucking. Is, is When Harry Met Sally the movie where the lady pretends to have an orgasm in a diner? Yep. That's what Chewie's going to be doing. He's going to be. They're going to be at. <laughs> Maybe Chewy when when Chewy has an orgasm, it's like when you um when you step on a dog's tail. Yipe, 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 yipe. Oh my god, that'd be awful. Perfect. You you telling me that wouldn't go over well without audiences? Okay, no, here's the, my idea for audience. the Han Solo um standalone movie. Opening crawl, right? Start in space above Kashyyyk. Pans down to Kashyyyk. Goes into Chewie's home. And he's just fucking going at his lady Wookiee wife. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Door breaks open. Stormtroopers come in and capture Chewie. His red rocket is hanging out and stuff. You know, he's mid-coitus. And then they take him off. One of those stormtroopers is Han Solo. Young Han Solo. Right? They get him on the ship. Han Solo's like, I don't know. I'm I'm losing steam here. 
Han Solo. Say, where's this going? I don't know, man. Han rescues him. He's like, "Hey, nice red rocket." I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just impressed. I'm just in- <laughs> um, but yeah, that would. Uh, I mean, that makes total sense to me. I, I wonder if. Um, I wonder if Lando will be part of this. I wonder if his crisis of consciousness may mirror FN two one eight sevens. It might. Way. I wonder if they're even going to use that because you know that was some some old expanded universe. He may not even story. be, you know, he, he may not even be a imperial pilot or, or stormtrooper or, or whatever, whatever cadet, whatever it was that he was. So I mean, that may not, he, that's what I'm saying. It may not even be part of, um, you know, that backstory anymore. To me, if they do make it a, that part of that backstory, then they missed an opportunity in the Force Awakens to have Han talk to Finn. Like, be like, dude, I know what you're going through. I went through the same thing. I was part of the Empire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would have been awesome. And and it, if, if he said that in The Force Awakens... He never cops to that in front of Han Solo, though. As be, being a stormtrooper? He's always no. like, I'm a big deal. And well, no, I mean, he he lets him know he was part of the, the First Order because he's there. Han Solo's there when Finn is like, you know, I worked here. I worked at Starkiller Base when right, they're making right, the right, plan right. and stuff. And they're all honest in the So end. there could have been true. there could have been an opportunity for Han to be like, look, you're doing the right thing. I did the same thing, etc. You see what I'm saying? Right. That could have been a nice little bit of dialogue and yeah, interaction. A little reinforcement there. Han and Finn. So and you know, having him reference that could have been a nice little bit of dialogue that would have tied Sealed into the deal well yeah and tied into the eventual han solo right. young han solo movie that's we what got. I meant, yeah so um <clears throat> yeah i did that's the one thing that i wonder you know well not just this the the only thing i wonder about the han solo movie is just how much of that previous expanded universe stuff it will take into effect because in the books and stuff i believe they brought in like han's dad at one point and stuff and I really don't care what they use and what they don't, as long as it's awesome. Yeah, uh, you I'd know rather what, it be fresh. You know you what's know, like, finally picking up the pace and getting pretty awesome is Rebels. Mm-hmm. They've done, I want to say three, three strong episodes, um, the past three weeks. Uh, one of them, Zeb and uh, Agent Callus, the Imperial agent guy, got stranded on a planet together. Do you remember watching that movie Enemy Mine with me? Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Davich. Davich. Um, that's uh, Mickey Mouse is an asshole. He's an asshole. Um, that's kind of what it reminded me of was Star Wars Enemy Mine. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. The episode last week was off the chain good, and it was because they finally got to like the Ahsoka, Anakin. She sort of like they go her. Spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the latest episode of Rebels. There wasn't one this week. Um, they went back to the Jedi Temple on Lothal where Ezra got his lightsaber crystal. Right. Ahsoka, Kanan, and uh, Ezra all go back. And they all have their own sort of force vision. Uh, uh, Ezra sees Yoda and basically asks him what he should do. And Yoda basically breaks it down that what brought down the Jedi in the Clone Wars era or the prequel era was their fear that they did things they shouldn't have done, which I think is getting involved in the Clone Wars and stuff like that. And um, Ezra tells him, well, we've we've already started fighting. What am I supposed to do? And he tells him to go to Malachor. Now, Malachor is interesting because that's a planet from the Old Republic 
stuff, Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic. It's also uh, the site of a place, uh, a battle called the Scourge of Malachor, which, you know, Kylo Ren's broad saber, tri saber, whatever you want to call it. Um, in the visual dictionary, it, they say it's an ancient design used during the Scourge of Malachor. So if we start putting things together in the season two, uh, second half of season two trailer, we saw Ezra with one of those sabers. That's where he's going to find it is on Malachor. Right. I mean, it makes total sense. Um, but uh, Kanan has this um, this vision where he is in like a basically a Jedi dojo with like the paper walls and everything. And there's lightsaber hilts lining the walls and shit. And there's a whole gang of the Jedi Temple guards. You know, the guys that use the double-bladed yellow lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And this one is basically fighting him slash teaching him. And it turns out the Grand Inquisitor, the Inquisitor from Season 1, that's what he was. He was a Jedi Temple guard. Like, he takes off his mask and it's the Grand Inquisitor. And Kanan gives up the fight and, like, kneels and is just going to let this guy finish him off. And instead of finishing him off, he ends up knighting Kanan as a Jedi Master, or a Jedi Knight, rather. Fucking chills, dude. It was one of the coolest scenes they've ever done in Rebels. So cool. So the ghost of the first Inquisitor? It's the... not a ghost. It's They sort of explained it in the Rebels recon thing is that all these visions are coming from Yoda. Yoda is using these visions to help these three characters sort of get over or get to where they need to go. Yeah. So like he only appears directly to Kanan. Or Ezra, right. But yeah, uh, so... Um, and then Ahsoka's vision, she sees Anakin. And Anakin is saying, like, why did you leave me behind? Uh, why did you leave me? Blah, blah, blah. And then he morphs into Vader. And so that's like confirmation for Ahsoka that Vader is her former master. It's The pieces are all coming together because there's only three episodes left this season and it's about to get batshit crazy, I think. Wow. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, there's some, there's a little bit more dialogue pertaining to, apparently, the last time Ahsoka saw Anakin was right before he went to rescue the Chancellor in episode three. So they saw each other again before or after she left the Jedi Temple okay. at the end of season five, which I thought was an interesting piece of information that is interesting just because we didn't see or haven't seen or read or whatever what happened to ahsoka in between there that doesn't mean she wasn't up to anything right. or didn't interact with anybody so i wonder if we're ever going to get that stuff filled in by some sort of content uh they're bringing in darth maul in the last couple of episodes and apparently darth maul uh, from what they've said in like the episode de descriptions is going to try to bring ezra over to the dark side to help kill the Sith. Because, you know, Darth Maul is pissed at Sidious because of, you know, all the shit that's gone down. So it looks like, I could be wrong, but it sounds kind of like in the end of this season, we're going to see Vader and the two Inquisitors versus, like, Kanan, Ezra, Ahsoka, and Darth Maul. Oh, wow. That could be cool. That could be cool. Something tells me Ahsoka and Darth Maul are not going to make it. This is the perfect way. Like, Darth Maul has been this hanging thread. Ever since they brought him back in Clone Wars and didn't kill him off, he's been sort of this... When know, is that going to happen again? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this, this storyline that's not been wrapped up. Like you end Clone Wars. They did that Son of Darth Amir comic book series, and Darth Mater, uh, Darth Maul's still kicking. You got to wrap up Darth Maul at some point. Yeah. So this seems like the opportunity to do that, and almost the exact same thing with Ahsoka. Like to me, it makes no sense. And I know everybody loves Ahsoka. I love Ahsoka, but it makes no sense to have her carry on and be alive during the original trilogy. How would that fucking work? You know well, what I mean? It would. It wouldn't make the weight of those comments like, you know, Yoda being the last of the Jedi, Yoda and Obi Wan. You know, it would encourage the idea that there were other pockets where the Jedi weren't extinct. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it, it, and honestly, it's the same for Kanan and Ezra. I don't see Kanan and Ezra being able to make it to the original trilogy timeline. Unless they both just give up the Jedi way. You um, know what I'm saying? I mean, unless they went somewhere to a far-reaching corner and established some sect or some... Yeah, maybe they go to the Outer Rim or some shit. And, like, Luke runs into them or their disciples at some point out there. That's, you know, way in the future. You know, there was a lot of times where I wondered if we would see rebels tie into the sequel trilogy in any major way. And I just honestly don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. Dave Filoni himself has said he's never going to quote unquote scoop one of the new star Wars movies being meaning like they're never going to have Kylo's style of lightsaber show up before it does in the force awakens. Now that it's shown up in the force awakens, they're going to use it in rebels. You see what I'm saying? Right. He's never going to, um, you know, I don't think, you know, Kanan's going to end up being Snoke or Ezra's going to end up being Snoke. None of that makes sense to me. No. So, you know, I think Rebels is just meant to be its own little standalone, standalone thing. If we're ever meant to get a tie-in cartoon series or TV show, it'll be something set in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. But, you know, that's just what I think, at least. I could be wrong. Um. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how they uh, they tie this all up this season. Uh, and then, you know, there were rumors that Rebels was only meant to be three, maybe four seasons before they moved on to the next thing. So that could mean that next season's the last one. And then uh, with the rumors that maybe Thrawn is going to be involved in it, it could start getting pretty crazy. Okay. I just hope they... Uh, manage the filler episodes a little better next season because there was a uh sort of a slow moving section a drag into this season started really strong and seems like it's going to end really strong if these last few episodes are any indication but you know they do this really kick-ass episode with anakin and or uh, you know vader and ahsoka and kanan and ezra and all this shit finally give us what we're looking for out of this show and then the next episode is like a chopper chopper's crazy adventure episode do you, do you, do you. before they get it that's what choppers so you know hopefully they can just sort of manage it you know i i feel kind of bad about it because i like the clone wars so much and i i know i compare rebels to clone wars a lot and saying i don't like it as much but clone wars didn't really get good until like really really good until end of season two and three and stuff so Mm -hmm. they just need time is what i think i think you know feedback fan feedback and just sort of establishing establishing. stray 
Yeah, and, you know, getting some of the character development and stuff out of the way. <laughs> I, I still think one of my main complaints that um, the episodes, like, start and wrap up, they're all self-contained, even though they sort of have bearing and um, influence on the rest of the episodes, just sort of gets on my nerves because in the Clone Wars, it would be, like, three or four episode arcs where, like... You could sit down and watch those four episodes, and it was like watching a mini animated Star Wars movie, and like they would lead things open, and it's just like Rebels goes by too quick. That twenty-two minutes, like they try to do the whole story of that episode mm-hmm. and wrap it up in that twenty-two minutes, and I'm not as big of a fan of that format. I understand so, that. You know, I don't know if that's just what they were going for with this. Uh, uh, series or if it's what Des- Disney XD wanted from them but you know hey at least it's Star Wars on TV what you gonna do um, but I, I think that's about it for Star Wars news this week as far as the big stuff goes Daisy Ridley maybe being in Tomb Raider episode 7 filming I can't wait to see a trailer for Rogue One I'm ready for that me too man like I wonder how long it's going to be. It's got to be... I don't want to say it has to be soon, because they can honestly do whatever the fuck they want. Honestly, I think it'll be sometime after we finally get the Blu-ray. I think the Blu-ray will come out, and that'll sort of be a nice bow on the end of the Force Awakens promotion. And then after they give it some time to let the hype of the Blu-ray die down a little bit, you know, boom. Fucking Rogue One trailer. Maybe we'll get it May the 4th. That's May about a, the fourth be with you. And that's about a month after the Blu-ray comes out, so that would be killer. I mean, we could of course get it before then, but there's been no indication that it's coming. You know Disney's gonna say something big up their sleeve for May the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. What's what was weird to me, do you remember um a couple years ago when they finally announced the cast for episode seven? They announced it like two days before May the fourth. I was like, you could have just waited. And I th- you know what I think it is? I think uh it started leaking like it was too close anyway. And they were like, you know what? We should just go ahead and announce it. So, but we'll see. That we will. But yeah, I think that'll about do it for us this week, buddy. All right. I know we both want to get on uh, The Division with Le our division. with birthday boy, Johnny Grasso. Seaway. So, um, eh, before we go, uh, just wanted to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps Please. us out a lot. Please. Um, and uh, if you guys like our theme song, want to check out uh, our buddies in Stoned Cobra, you can check them out at stonedcobra.com where you can buy their album High and Mighty for only $5. Five bucks. They're in the studio this weekend working on the next one. Go ahead and get caught up before the new shit comes out. And then you can get that one when it drops. And one more time, when is Magic City Comic Con? June 10th through the 12th. And here in Birmingham, beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. But anyway... Uh, thanks for coming and recording, buddy. Thanks for letting me uh, come record. Yeah, letting you come record. <laughs> thanks for allowing me to come record. Thank you for inviting me. Um, but anyway, for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. Mm-hmm.